is Hard Parking, proudly sponsored by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I want to thank Wright Toyota for joining for the 2022 year. I am your host, Jay Finning. A lot of changes for 2022, left a lot of things in 2021. For instance, last year around this time, I had vowed to, well, so last year I broke the show up into two different shows. And toward the end of the year, I kind of threw that out the window and I still did a show every week, but we had the longer society and culture show where we talk more about things like this most recent episode with Ben Thorne of gears and gasoline, as he told us about his 44 day stay in the hospital battling COVID. And then we had one called hard parking, the other side of the wheel, which was about a 30 minute show where we talked a little bit more cars and a little less society and culture. It was kind of an experimental thing. I don't think it really worked out too well. Try to introduce a few new segments. We had Red's Cars of the Weird with Mr. Red Goodman. He was a fellow podcaster, did YouTube. Life happened, took a break, never came back. But hopefully we can get him back on the show this year a couple times. It was supposed to be quarterly, just didn't work out. We had a few other segments, Random Thought of the Week, which I sprinkled in. Rental Car of the Week. Since I don't travel anymore, basically since early 2020, I just have not been able to provide you guys with a Rental Car of the Week a segment specifically designed to give a high level, a high level overview of a car I rented when I was at work because real cars for real people, right? They're not ever, they're never like these really cool high performance vehicles, but maybe I rented a RAV4, maybe I rented a, you know, Audi A4, something that your normal everyday person would have some interest in kind of learning about or driving or, Hey, when I go on that road trip, maybe I should rent that vehicle. So there's no longer a dedicated segment for that. So when I have the opportunity, I will talk about a car that I have driven. If you have a car that you've rented, whether it's Turo or something else, let me know. Hardparkerpodcast at gmail.com. Another really big change right after this. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about 4 Online. For over a decade, 4 Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. The truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4 Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4 Online, the number 4 Wheel Online. So yeah, another another big change is, is you know I try to do the secondary voice in studio and I couldn't get that to to happen as often as I wanted. Now, obviously, when people come in from out of town, and I've got a few of those saved up, but when people come in from out of town, I would love for them to come by the studio, but that's not always the case. But the big elephant in the room, and some people are still questioning whether or not it really happened. But yes, I did sell my NSX. I sold my NSX to a good friend of mine in December. And it was time to ring in the new year with some changes. You know, so why did I sell the car? I sold the car because I had to. And by had to, there's another, there are other things that I want in life. There's another vehicle that I want this year. And so selling my NSX was one of many items on a checklist that had to happen. But more than that, it's okay. There's a lot of guys a lot of people in life, you hold on to these things. You're never going to get rid of for whatever reason. You hoard things in life. 
some of you do it. Some of you have family members who do it. Some of you have friends that do it where they won't get rid of anything. Whether it's clothes, toys, collectibles, old memoirs, birthday cards, Christmas cards, beanie babies. But you have to move on in life. You have to move on in life. And I think that could have been maybe a lesson I learned when I was a child. Maybe being adopted. Moved around, not understanding. Making friends, losing friends from moving away or growing up. You know, that you, you, we, don't, we don't get forever. It's one of the things that my cousin told me when my father passed in 2020 is we don't get forever. It's not we don't live forever. We don't get forever. And so while we're here, isn't it better to experience more things? It's okay to look back and miss things. It's okay to cherish memories. Some memories are good. Some memories are bad. How many of you wish you can just go back to when you were just a kid and you didn't have any real responsibilities? That first job you had where you didn't have any bills, you didn't make shit, but it didn't matter because you didn't have shit to pay for. You look back at those times, they sucked, but boy, were they good in other ways. And vehicle ownership could be one of those things. And every time I drove the car, I was reminded why I was going to eventually sell it because it was okay to move on. And everyone says, well, you're going to miss it. You're going to regret selling it. I'm not. When you make a move like that, you can't have any regrets. You have to be okay with it. And it's local. And the new owner eventually is going to change the car up. Right now, it looks exactly like it did when I sold it to him last month. But he has plans. He's going to make it his own. I was done with it. I like to reinvent things. And it got to that point where in order for me to keep loving it, I would have had to reinvent it. And it just would have cost too much money. You know, there's a reason why I really miss traveling. And it's not just for the food that I can eat on my per diem the hotel points I can rack up, the air miles I can rack up. Because all that comes at a price. All that comes at a cost. The cost of being away from your family all the time. Sounds like a good idea until you do it every week. The cost of time. When you commute back and forth every week, you lose a day. The cost of no paid time off because you're a contractor. But the reward is you accrue all these hotel points. You get to experience all these different things, experience different foods, go on a vacation later on with all the points you've accrued through air miles, hotels, car rentals. But that's one of the things is car rentals. I miss driving a different car every week. And it didn't matter the car. I mean, it did. I get to pick my car. I have status. You could pick your car, but it's not like, okay, I either want that R8 or that Ferrari or that Lamborghini, or that G-Wagon. No, it was never anything like that. And every once in a while you saw cars that you could rent, but you'd have to pay extra for a day. I'm good. No thanks. But I missed that. And I made a post about moving on, and I had a few people kind of give me their opinions on it. I didn't make a post because I'm not asking you for your opinions. I'm making a post because I'm saying goodbye. But I did say... It's hard to be a car person and only have ever only had one cool car. And my point of that is I want to experience different things. It's all about experiencing different things. Going back to the rental car. I wanted a different car every week. I wanted to know if that was a car I may eventually want one day or want to rent it again one day or just have the experience of driving something different for a week. 
And so there's guys who love cars and this is their forever car. I'm never selling this car. I'm keeping this forever. Some of those guys have three or four cars in their garage and they can afford to do that. With me in life, if you want something, you have to give up something. It's a valuable lesson to teach your children every time they want that new toy. We didn't do it with our kids, but I have friends that do do that. And I think it's a valuable lesson to teach. If you want this new toy, you have to pick one of these other toys to donate to someone else so that they can enjoy that toy. And then you get this new toy. You don't just keep collecting toys unless you just have it like that. But then I question the merits. I question how much it may mean to you. This was my dream car. I wanted it for 20 years. And when I could finally realistically afford it, I bought one. And I've had it for nine years and four months. And it was time to move on. It's okay to move on in life. In fact, coming up in just a few moments, I'm going to talk to my good friend, Dwayne Johnson. He's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson that my wife's in love with. He's one of my first car friends when I moved away from Texas in 1999 to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we met through HondaAcura.net or HondaTech.com. The forums. Some of you remember the car forums. So there's, They're still out there, but today everybody lives on like legit social media. Everybody communicates in Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, DMs, PMs, whatever the case. But back then, there really wasn't that. It was all internet. So it's like, hey, I'm moving to a new state. Anybody up there? And people know you. Yeah, yeah, we know you. I was known as the bumper plug guy. So back in the Honda Acura days, I had a hookup with Goodson Acura in Irving, Texas. And they would give me a bag of bumper plugs that came off of the Integris. Texas is a state that requires a front license plate. And so I had all these different colors and I would say, hey, I got the bumper plugs. Who wants them? People send me money for postage and I mail them their bumper plugs. So I was Jay, the, the bumper plug guy, essentially. But yeah, Dwayne and I, we talked all the time, man. And so I asked him to come on so we can talk and kind of reminisce a little bit about our cars and how we came up with the cars Coming up, Dwayne, not The Rock, Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, finally welcome to the Hard Parking Podcast, or Hard Parking The Podcast, as I'm trying to call it. Glad to be on here, man. It's been a long time watching you from afar, perfecting your craft, and really impressive, man. I was a little shook, actually, when you called to, to get on here, so... <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know, am I going to have to practice in the mirror? Or what, what do I got to do, you know? It's funny, though, because, you know, I, I I'm sure you go through this, but when you hear yourself recorded, I don't do a lot of FaceTiming and, and stuff like that, but even on Zoom calls now with everything being uh, virtual. But when you hear your voice played back, it's like, God, do I really sound like that? You know, you get uh, used to it in this biz. In fact, you know what's kind of funny is every time I send a voice message to someone, I play it back to myself immediately. Because you can't, like, when you're texting someone, you everyone reads their text back. You're like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to say this. And they send, like, a correction. Like, I didn't mean to say they. I meant there. Right. But when you send a voice message, there's nothing. So you have to listen to it back. And there's times I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to say this. So you just get so used to that shit. But, man, you've been rocking. We've known each other for a long time. You were my first car friend when I moved to Michigan in 99. And we met. We met on the Internet before internet. it was popular to meet on the Internet. Back when it was kind of weird to meet on the Internet. Yeah, back when forums were popping, that was the thing to be on. Uh, 
car forum, whatever, whatever car you had, you had a specific forum and VTAC.net or IS300.net, all those, all those forums, man, is where all the people hung out, trolls hung out. We just, that was, that was social media before the uh, media portion. That was a car date. I had my black in, in Tegra and you had a, a black Accord coupe with white wheels. I look back at that car now, I think, what was I thinking? Like that had to be the worst car. This is pre-ceramic pro. So I mean, you're out there scrubbing every two days to, to keep that brake dust off. But uh, man, when it was clean, it looked good. Yeah. We used to dream yeah. about cars and shit. And as you know, and as the world knows, and I've sold my NSX and I'm ready yeah. to move on. Oof, man, that brings back memories. I, I'll never forget when you picked it up. And then you drove through the UP and stopped uh, at our place yeah. up north. And I saw it for the first time. I, I'll be honest with you, I mean, I had, you know, we had previous friends that had NSXs, but Vic. it didn't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it didn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, just to see your look on your face. And, you know, I got some photos of when you had all the, the NSXs in the curio cabinet in the uh, in yeah. your living room at your apartment. I remember the first time I went over there, I was thinking, like, man, this guy really loves NSX. It's like one model. Like, I was a car person, so, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take this. And I like a Ferrari and I like a Lambo. But you were like, no, NSX, that's the one. So, which is cool with it, to see you go through full circle and pick one up. Uh, it was inspiring. And, uh, you know, because all those times we were talking about cars and back when we were driving Hondas and Acuras and, Entry-level entry Hondas and Acuras. Right, right. But, uh, you know, feeling it, you know, at the time, because it was like, man, this is, this is the level I'm at. And these are the cars we drive and, you know, love them the same. But, uh, yeah, just to see you kind of get that was like, man, that's a huge inspiration to me in general. Because, you know, you don't really, back in the day, you didn't really think about that. I mean, we were just starting families and doing all that stuff. And, you you know, a lot of our friends were like, yeah, I'm going to go out and do this. I'm going to go pick up a sports car. And it's right. uh, it pretty cool. Remember Roland, though? It's like, remember Yo Monty? <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to recruit you in his car club. He, he, was, he did like the, the, the Fast Traffic. and Furious Toretto thing before that was the movie was oh. even out, right? Like, remember what he said when he tried to recruit you? Oh, yeah, he rolled up on us, man. He rolled up on us and was like, hey, we talked about it we think you guys should roll with us. <laughs> we were kind of like, we got to look like, at each other huh? like, uh, where are y'all going? Like, talking about Taco Bell? Where are we going? But it was like, man, they had their, they had FFR. their full-fledged crew. Yeah, yeah, they had their crew, man. So it was uh, interesting times, man. That movie changed a lot. Uh, just in how the perception of people hanging out with cars and as it being a social group, uh, you know, vehicle status and stuff like that. Yeah, because, I mean, I think we were probably just chilling in the parking lot, and they did, like, you know, in the movie, they would have rolled up on a bunch of crotch rockets and surrounded us, but then they, they roll up seven or eight cars deep, and then he gets out, basically, like, Toretto opens up his arms, and <laughs> we want you to you know, be part of our family, and we're like, where are we going? Nowhere. Right. We're just going to cruise up and down doing? 28th Street. We're like, huh? Yeah. Wow. We did it for a while, and then they would get annoyed because we didn't have our radios turned on at the right time or we would turn left when they turn right. We wouldn't run red lights to stay in the group. So we were always kind of doing our own thing, which is, which was always cool to me. 
Yeah, you know, life was just life was just different then. But you were the first one. We talked about cars we wanted to get, and you got your car yeah. first in, in 2012. Yeah, so I was looking for a 911, an older one, like a 70s, 80s. And I was on the internet and jumped on Renlist, which is a Porsche forum, and was asking some people and looking at cars that were for sale. And someone shot me a private message and said, hey, I got a guy that's selling a car. He's not on the internet. He's a really good guy. You really ought to take a look at his car. You know, of course, I'm a little bit uh, skeptical. You know, somebody hitting me up. So, so yeah, sure. He sent me a bunch of pictures, and it was a 1996 uh, uh, 1993, uh, before they became the ultimate air-cooled, blah, 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 collector, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you, and, and uh, you glitched. That's a 993 uh, Carrera 2, right? Correct, correct, yeah, Carrera 2. So, and so, sent me the pictures, car looked great. So, um, talked to the owner. Owner is super dialed in, had his own Porsche shop down in Tennessee. And so, I flew down and drove it back. I uh, met the owner and the two guys that helped broker the deal. Super nice. Still friends with them now on Instagram. And matter of fact, a friend of mine bought another one of this guy's cars out of the blue, just randomly off a uh, PC car auction site, whatever, the, the online PC car market. And so it happened to be owned by this guy. And he's like, hey, isn't this the guy you bought your car from? I was like, yeah. So I gave him a call and we talked and he asked about the car. and I still have it. And Still runs great. Um, he just was meticulous. So I bought the car from the right person, very meticulous owner, and made sure I had everything dialed in before I picked it up and drove it back to Grand Rapids about eight hours. You got to keep uh, that thing forever because you're always kind of romanticizing about moving on. You know, this is this is kind of the thing with that car is it's well sorted and it's been going up in value, which was a surprise. I never bought it thinking that. Like I said, I bought it before there was any right. air cooled bubble or anything like that. But um, every year, especially around this time, so it's Michigan, there's 12 inches of snow outside. It's sitting in a nice warm shop, which I go visit and hang out with it whenever I want to. But I always think about getting something else right around this time. And then as soon as spring hits and I do that first drive, it's like, what was I thinking? I can't sell this. So, um, Every year, it's always maybe I'll get a newer one or a GT3, but I'm really not much of a fast drive person. Like, I'm not very, I don't want to go to the track and have track days and all that stuff. I just want to go out. And this car fits the bill perfect. It, it's, it's not terribly fast, but it is agile. It's great on the back roads. You know, 60 miles an hour on a 45 mile an hour road feels like you're at Le Mans. So, it, it's a great car for doing exactly what I love to do, which is get away driving, you know, go for an hour and a half, two hours, and then kind of come right back. So, um, you know, getting into a newer car, I'm afraid it would turn into more of a daily driver and I'd be trying to drive it to work. And I think that would kind of take away some of the uh, the specialness of having a car that's like a weekend car or a cars and coffee car, at least for me. Yeah, but I mean, your C2, it's not just like a run-of-the-mill OEM C2, like the previous owner, that thing was, I mean, you bought it, it was ready for the track. It had the rough wheels on it and the, in the, the stance, it had the racing seat that you got rid of. I mean, it was track ready, track prepped. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's actually YouTube videos of the guy driving it on the track 
and it is it's very formidable on the track you know it's got coil over suspension and like i said it's got rs uprights and, and things that only nerdy air cool people that own 993 know about um but it's still very comfortable on the road but yeah somebody that would buy that car for me would easily be able to take it to the track and drive it i just as the value went up i just saw myself less and less trying to wrap it around it you know i'll take it out and slide off a track somewhere in it and and again i'm just not that guy that that likes to race real fast like that on a track well i mean we've zipped around those streets quite a bit for the last two and a half years i lived there and we still got yeah. the photos, man, posted up in front of Long John Silver's. You know, I got a new Long John Silver's <laughs> guy here, my boy Will, so we go fishing every once in a while. But it all started with you. Yeah, man, that, that photo is classic. I'll never forget the guy that pulled up on the scooter. <laughs> His we brother. taking photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, a brother, a, older brother, right? Pulled up on a scooter. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Honda Helix. Like, <laughs> he came out of the past or something on a Helix. It's like, man. I see who got all the money now. And then he just drove off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was like the perfect ending to you getting ready to move out and you know drive your car out west and everything as you're moving to Arizona. So well, it's so funny because, you know, you have an older brother looking at two younger cats. I mean, we, we aren't super young. We're, all, we're already in our 30s. But yeah. it's not like we were in front of, you know, Mastro City Hall. We were in the parking lot of Long John Silver's. There's there's levels to this shit, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like what we were talking about is, you know, and that then that then that's where that that portion nine nine three comes into play for me too. It's like you know, I do feel that I've had it for eight or nine years. It's probably time to move on. And I never understood that. I went to my first cars and coffee with that car, and there was a Porsche guy that were that was there had the hat on and the jacket, and was like, yeah, man, you know, you should raise it up to regular level and you know, it shouldn't be slammed like that. And he's kind of telling me to kind of demod the car, you know, because it's a classic and all this. And I'm kind of looking at him like, you know, whatever. It's, you know, it's, it's personalized the way I like it. And I remember, I'll never forget what he said. He said, uh, "Yeah, we're just care, we're just care, uh, caretakers for these vehicles. You know, we're just we're just watching them so we can hand them off to somebody else, the next person in line. You know, so you want to make sure you keep it as as uh, classic and, and as original as possible." And I thought to myself, like, I don't think of my cars as like I'm like caretaker for this vehicle i'm gonna pass it on to somebody else like it's right. my duty to do that but in a way now that i've owned it for eight or nine years you kind of when you think about passing it on or giving it to somebody else and you know just like kind of what you did you know it's it's like you know somebody makes some changes how am i going to feel about that or you know right. i always we always say you never want to sell your car to somebody local because you don't want to see it show up at cars and coffee if you can sit there and have no seller's remorse or anything like that. Like, I mean, I get that, but at the same time, it, it'd be kind of nice to see it kind of go on and, and live its life through somebody else, you know, and you know their version of what they want it to be. Well, you know, it's funny. My good, one of my good friends bought the car and his number one goal was to make it to where everybody didn't see it as Jay's NSX. And it's mm -hmm. like, everybody knows it's my NSX. Oh, Every sure. NSX person in the world knows it's my NSX, all the local people, but yet we're taking photos of it and posting it all over our Instagram. Like that's how you tell everyone you just bought Jay's NSX essentially. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> right. 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 So now everybody's going to kind of watch the transformation and turn it in, right. uh, you know, depersonalizing it, you know? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that it'll always be, 
to me, it'll always be your car. I'll know no matter what happens to it. Like that was the original car that you know, came back and you're always tinkering with and putting stuff on and ripping the interior out. And I'd come over to go for a drive and both seats are out and dash wires are all everywhere. And I'm thinking, my God, he's never going to be able to put this back together. But You know what's funny <laughs> is um, I didn't want to touch that car for a long time. I was terrified yeah. that I would mess something up. And then I forgot who I was working with or what I was doing. But at some point I was like, you know what? I can do this. And I just freaking went full on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember when, when you did the SEMA and you went out there and I remember looking at the dash and seeing the fighter pilot stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that actually works. Like the lights come on. <laughs> and yeah, the goggles yeah. actually do stuff. And I'm like, man, I thought you just kind of stuck some stuff on, but you actually took the time to go in and, and get things to light up and look properly. But that, I mean, that's just the type of person you are. So I wouldn't expect anything less than that, but most people wouldn't put that level of detail into it, even down to the 3d they printed wouldn't. parts and the sides and stuff. So yeah, I put my I, buddy, uh, Danny on, uh, on electronics details. So he got, he went home and he freaking soldered each one of those things where we wanted them. And he hooked me up with a water jet person. So they stamped out everything. And then I had my buddy bill up there in Detroit. He did some of the shit for it. And it's just, you know, you got to do it, man. And if I would have done it again, yeah. it would have been 10 times crazier. But I was like, been there, done yeah. that. So what made you feel like this was the kind of time? Was there other things involved or you just thought, well, I've kind of taken it. And I mean, you have miniatures of your cars. I can't even get a damn pin. And every time they come out, I'm like, oh, I'll grab one of those pins. Jay's car. And then I go online. It's like gone. I'm like, damn, I just saw the Instagram post like 20 minutes ago. It was gone. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, I've kind of, I wanted to get something else. And it's when you're in this space of having like an NSX, like NSX owners, a lot of them are like, I'm never selling this car. I'm keeping it forever. Best car ever. Right. But some of those guys have like three or four or five cars. So, you know, you yeah. can afford to do that. And for me, it's something I've wanted forever. I had it for nine years just short of how, however long you've had your uh, your Porsche. And it's like, it got to the point, kind of what you're saying, where I've done everything to it I want. Anything else I wanted to do would just cost a lot more money, even if it was, mm -hmm. you know, put back the pop-ups. It's supposed to, it's a 97. It was supposed to have pop-ups. The previous owner did, right. the, did the conversion, and I liked it. But, you know, it needed new seals. Just normal shit. And, yeah. um... When the writing on the wall is everything's hybrid and then eventually fully V for a car that was so old. It's just, I don't know. I know the prices yeah. are going up, but there's a lot of guys that are like, oh, don't sell your NSX yet. It's going to be worth X yeah. amount of money in the future. It's like, okay, why do you have the car? Do you have it to, to cash it in later or do you have it to enjoy it? Because one thing that right. no one could ever say is that I just let my car sit. Yeah. And that's funny that when you look back on it, when we both bought our cars with them, three months of each other. Right. Who would have thought that, you know, we looked at it and I'm sure the other people in our family looked at it like, Oh my God, you spent that much money for this old car. Uh, but yeah, yeah. who would have thought that they would have gone up in value like they have. I mean, right. some of these things are just ridiculous. And so, you know, you do look at it. I mean, I hate to use the word investment, but you know, I'm not yeah. going to lose any money on it, yeah. but, um, uh, there is a point where you're going to see even, you know, the bubble is going to burst on these air-cooled 911s. And, you know, a car that I bought for in the 30s, now that's worth 78, 90, is eventually going to go back down to 
50, but it probably will never go below 30. So, you know, it, from a, again, investment way to look at it, I'm going to be fine, but you know, it would be nice to sell high <laughs> and, sure. and move up in, in category into something else, you know, because there are a lot of cars that um, I see at cars and coffee or I've had friends that have cars and I mentioned DT threes before and stuff like that. But if you stay in the Porsche world, it's kind of like the housing market right now. It's like you're, you're selling high and you're buying high. Um, and I definitely want to get another Porsche. I'll always have a 911. It's just, I don't know if I can go fully into the brand new, 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 new ones, but you know, again, I, I'm, nice. I'm more, into, yeah, I'm more into the, retro you know group r type looking right. you know that i get a ding on and you know, not really worry about it um if i was going to do something i'd probably move backwards actually and uh you know those cars being smaller too you know i'm six three so i mean you, you two three hours is max i mean you're not driving across the co- i'm not driving across the country in it or anything like that but Did you get like so a nine six four or something yeah, well, I mean, even older than that, like uh, just an older 911, like a 72 or 73, that's something that's been more hot rotted out. It's a little more simple and you know, smaller motor, a little more agile, lightweight. You got to throw it out on a Singer. They, they've got some nice, nice uh, Singers and uh, what's the other company that's doing the, the wide body 993s? I can't think of their name right now, but. Um, there's some new technology getting shoved in these bodies and, and it's just, man, it's amazing. You know, I've never thought of RW being in, I've had people approach me about that. And I just don't think I could cut it up. I mean, it's a great looking no. car. And, That's why I never went wide body for that reason. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't dump, I mean, shit, I probably dumped 50, 55 grand in my car at the end of the day, between everything, modifications and just servicing over the last nine years. But, you know, I probably yeah. broke even of what I sold it at. Yeah. Or took a small loss and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, but you, you, like you said, it's, it's your car. Anywhere you go, it's your car. And it's the same way with my car around town here. People see it and they know it's me. And, uh, every time I always talk about selling it, people are like, ah, you're not going to sell it. I'm not going to let you sell that car. And it's like, well, never know. You're going to look up one day and it'll be gone and it'll be a, something else here. But it's always, it's always, easy to talk about the car when it's on the lift with a cover on it in the winter time. But as soon as spring rolls around and summer and you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's still an amazing car. You know, that's an important difference, you know, thinking back because you know, the first few years I owned the car, I was still living there in, in Grand Rapids. Yeah. And so we would only have our cars for four to six months a year, technically. Right. Cause yeah. we're, by the end of what on on a on a shitty year they're up by mid October, and on a generous yeah. year they're up by mid November. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I still got a video of us going in in a sea of cars parked in a giant warehouse and starting our cars up and just letting them idle for fifteen twenty minutes just so we keep the batteries charged and you know looking around and it's a hundred different car covers all over all types of stuff and me and you and they're just fifty degrees starting our cars up in the wintertime. Big ass wet spot on my car because <laughs> the leaky yeah, roof. Yeah, leaky roofs. Oh, God, we come a long way. Come but long I mean, that's way. that's different because you don't have the car the whole time. And no. I, I remember that. Like the first drive from the storage facility back to the house, it's, and everyone's yeah. looking at you. And then the sound like my car would make when I would just fucking get on it on the on ramp 
and then the off ramp. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I forgot about that. But when you have yeah. the car 365, that, it's not like you get used to it, but you just, you know, it's 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 different. Yeah, and that's that's you know that's that is a big part of it too. I'm glad you brought that up because, like I said, I can I'm a I'm just like every other car person. I you know my wife's watching Housewives or whatever. And I'm sitting on the couch next to an iPad going through auto trading. I'm looking at new cars. I'm looking at old cars. I'm looking at who's got this for sale. And that'll happen all winter. But as soon as spring rolls around, it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's a good five, six months where you don't have your car and you get back into it and you kind of fall in love all over again. And then it, you know, then you put it away. So I, I think that, I think that is a big deal, you know, as being part of the Midwest and having a nice car and not driving it in winter and storing it. Or, it definitely um, makes it a little more special when you do pull it out. Yeah, and I, I think I'm done with the with the forever car feel. Like yeah. I know what I'm targeting that I have lined up. You know what I have lined up. Um, yeah. Some other people know, but not everybody knows. But regardless, because there's still some shit that has to. Uh, so I have a checklist, as I told you when I was sitting in your kitchen uh, last year. Yeah, and there are two more check marks to go. So we're close, but if, yeah. if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but hopefully it does. But even in that, I don't, I can't see myself having that vehicle for more than a couple of years. Like it gets yeah. to this point where it's already worth more than I'm buying it for, but you know, no more crazy shit. It's just do some light modifications to it, have it styled out the only way Jay knows how to do it sell it in a yeah. few years and get something else. And it doesn't have to be bad. a high-end exotic. I mean, I'm, you know me, I've been looking at Alfa, old Alfa Romeos. I've been looking yeah. at, you know, it could be a fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 car. I just want to just keep cycling through and experiencing completely different cars every few years. Yeah. I've got, um, we've got a shop here in Grand Rapids where we store our cars, me and three other people. And one of the people, uh, that stores there has five cars, you know, different types from a 944 to a Hellcat to a nine, Porsche 928. Um, he's got a 1200 horsepower Mustang. You know, he's like got the range. Car and, yeah. And then he's got a new Corvette and, and, it, but he, you know, he drives all of them and he puts a little bit of miles every year on all of them. But, it's such a huge range that you can kind of go in and, and pick kind of like, oh, you know, we're going to do a little canyon carving or whatever, or go through the run through the woods uh, up north or something. I'm going to take this car. Or if, you know, hey, I got my kids with me. We're going to take this car. We're going to you know do this. And so it's kind of nice to be able to choose. You know, my car is pretty static as far as what you can do with it. You know, right. My wife last two hours in it max before she's ready to get out. Um, so it's great for what it does, but I'm not taking that somewhere for the weekend i'm not driving it to you know mid-ohio or anything for the weekend so i'm um, some people would do it but it's just not comfortable enough for me so it would be nice to have something else in addition to what i have now as you know like you said it's something that's just a different feel you know like it could be a, a 500 sel or something right. you know, old wide body beds or e500 or something like that something that's just different enough to where it's like oh it, it's a different mood when I want to take it somewhere maybe it accommodates more people and but it's still fun to drive and you know it's still exciting so I've already started tinkering with uh with this next model in Photoshop and I'll uh oh, I'm sure 
I'll send you a photo of what I've been playing around with. Just light stuff. Yep. And it's just like every time I look at it, I need a smile like, holy shit, that, that could potentially be mine. Yeah, mine that's, a, that's a great feeling. I we uh I have a couple of Porsches. I have a Cayenne that's lifted. I've had that for like a year and a half. So before now, I've seen it everywhere. I want to do that yeah, to my Infinity, it. but Yvette won't let me. That's the difference. Like Sarah just I don't know, she pushes back sometimes with you, but it's like, look, this is all my 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 uh my drug money fund over here. Right, exactly. My side <laughs> side hustle, you can't say shit about side it. Hustle. You know, right. but I I would love to do something like that to the you. Infinity, man. Yeah, I mean I I bought the Cayenne a year and a half ago, an eighty thousand mile one owner, and um went down and ordered some parts and stuff from Eurowise, got the lift on, I got the wheels and spare tire and, and it's right. I've been driving it all winter. I couldn't wait to drive it this winter. And it's a tank, but uh, you know, eats a lot of gas and drives like an old Cayenne. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And and um, we also have a, a Macan GTS, which I've had for three years now. And we just ordered a new one. Um, so that's Sarah's uh, car, be... right? No, that's mine. That's my daily. What so is she's Sarah? Got a, she's got a SQ5. Oh, that's right. That's right. She's got the Audi SQ5. So. We were either going to replace that. We looked at an RS6, but that's that's like my ultimate dream car. I was going to get an RS6, but the prices, I thought, well, I'll sleep on them a little bit when they first came out because everybody was trying to flip them real fast. And then had a couple of people approach me that had them, you know, that you know wanted ten or fifteen grand over MSRP, and I thought, ah, I can just wait it out, buy a certified used one. But now I see the prices have gone up even more. So it's the market. Uh, I just, yeah, yeah. So I'll get one eventually. It might have eighty thousand miles on it, but I don't care. Sure. Want to get into some car <laughs> news? Yeah, let's do it. So Tesla recently announced recall of four hundred seventy-five thousand vehicles. I didn't really look it up. I'm guessing you probably did for safety and recall issues. Yeah, I saw that um, the Model S. They're having an issue with the Model trunk. 3. Yeah, the Model 3 had a camera issue, and then there was some Model S's that had the yeah. trunk release that would let go uh, randomly. So it'd be terrible to be driving and have your hood pop up in the front of you. Like oh, that's right. It said frunk. It. Yeah, the, the front. Yeah, the yeah. Frunk the front. My brother did that. I'll never forget that. My brother changed the oil in his car and went to shut the hood and had the oil can still in there. And took off down the road, and that hood popped up, and it scared the crap. It's like somebody threw a blanket over the car, smashed the windshield. <laughs> I can just imagine that shit. It's like, what do you do? You know, uh, I mean, that shit happens yeah, on the freeway. You're the like, rope. fuck. What? Yeah. You know what you do? You do that move where you kind of squat down and look at that little, oh yeah, look that little slit, sunrise though. slit in the middle of the fucking dashboard. Yeah, and just pray to God that your head doesn't come flying off and kill somebody. But yeah. That Believe it or not, I've seen that happen. <laughs> so that's 119,000 Model S's with that frunk issue from 2014 to 21. And then from 17 to 20, the Model 3's, 356,000 of those. That's, I mean, how, so you've always been technology forward. You're always the, the one person I know that always has the latest and greatest. In fact, when I was there last year, I've looked at your blinds and I said, hey, vet, we should get these motorized blinds. Dwayne has his shit and hooked up. And she's like, all right, cool, do it. <laughs> We haven't done it yet, but 
Why don't you guys have a Tesla? And is it is it a regional thing? Because they're everywhere down here. You know, we did look hard uh, before we bought the Macan. I looked at a Model Three Performance, and I tried. Well, the range anxiety is a real thing. Um, so I did have a bad experience out in Vegas. I did Toro. I had a when we were out at SEMA. Mm. I had when I was with you actually, and I <laughs> rented a car. <laughs> on Turo and it was a little BMW i3 ah. with a little squad. And I thought, oh, this is cool. I'll take this for the day. And went to meet some friends out in the desert and that little thing got on the highway and it went from 50 mile range down to like 20 in 10 seconds when the wind hit it. And oh. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get stuck out here on the highways. I turned around in the median, had to drive back, I ended up you know, plugging it in at the Las Vegas Speedway in the parking lot on like a Tuesday for like an hour just to get enough charge to get back to a mall. It was the worst thing ever. Like it just terrible experience. Like all I did was charge the car all day. Um, so, um, so yeah, we looked at a model three and by the time I priced it out, of course, you know, I can't just have a base model. It was, it was in the sixties and I was trying to justify it with my wife because here in Michigan, uh, the Myers gas or the Myers grocery stores have Tesla superchargers in the parking lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so all the Myers have uh, at least one or two there. And there's not that many Teslas here, which is great because that means that you know, you're not waiting. You look at some of the things in California, people are waiting in line to charge their cars and all that. Yep. And it really came down to trying to put the infrastructure in my house. The 240? To charge the car. Is it two, 220? Yeah, 220? 240? 220, 220 three phase or something like that yeah it's like a dryer plug because if you don't do but, that then like overnight yeah, get, it only charges like 15 percent or something yeah so i didn't realize that so if you plug it into a regular 120 outlet um i think you get like three to four miles per hour so charge for eight hours mm-hmm. that's 24 miles yeah and i drive i commute you know 30 miles to work so that wasn't going to work if you put it on a 220 plug i think you get like 40 to 50 miles per hour. So you could max it out every night, but to run uh, that power and the conduit and all that stuff, my, my power comes in on the other side of the house to get it all in the garage. I had a friend of mine quote, it was an electrician. It was like $1,200. So once my wife saw that, and she was like, yeah, it just seems like hassle. We kind of put the kibosh on it, but, uh, so you look, I've, I've been in them. Yeah, we definitely looked. It just right now. It wasn't, uh, the charging seemed like it was an issue and we have a place up north that's what we say we're in michigan not in not in up but it's two hours from here and that commute was 120 miles and then we'd have to have a charger up there because i couldn't drive up there and drive back for a weekend on a full charge so it just turned into kind of a inconvenience and we really didn't have the infrastructure to, to kind of make it work and i didn't want to pay for it at the time well the world Great is headed though. Yeah, the world is headed to full EV, and it's just – last year I, I did a – there was an article that one in five people who have switched to EV have switched back because of mm. basically everything you just mentioned, you know, the, yeah. the hassle associated with it. And at the end of the day, you really weren't saving as much right. as people thought they were saving, plus the yeah. you know the future of the batteries is up in the air. But uh, I was just looking at CES this year, and they announced the electric – F-150, which actually looks amazing. Yeah, and, everybody's uh, doing the EV shit now. 
Yeah, and they all sold out. Uh, the, all the first, they had a limited edition blue color. They sold out. And uh, during the broadcast, they were talking about the truck and everything it did and all this stuff at 400-mile range. They didn't say the price. Well, the price is $105,000. It's a lot for a truck. That's electric. Yeah. But they supposedly sold out. So I don't know where these people are going to charge these things because at least Tesla has, you know, well, a plan in place to a certain degree. But, you know, they got to really step up their infrastructure to, to be able to charge all these vehicles. Or they're going to do like I did and have to pay to get, you know, stuff in your house. A year. Well, there has to be standardization in order for all this to work. Yeah. There has to be standardization. They need to have these gas stations that are not only quick charge, but where you can probably swap out your fuel cell. Like that's, yeah. they're going to have to have like one of eight different types of batteries. Every auto zone is going to have to have some sort of a swap out. But um, we also have this, we had this, this thing out here in Arizona a few days ago. Autonomous truck company, Too Simple. Laws his first no human road test in Arizona. So they had a truck drive. Looks like maybe uh yeah, from Tucson to Phoenix. And apparently they have wow. seventy autonomous trucks globally. This thing drove on its own. It looks like a regular rig, actually. It looked like a what was it, a Johnny Cab? What was, what was the, Yeah, this like was yeah, it didn't look it, it doesn't what's what's that one that drives around looks funny and it has like the big globe on it and it's like it's either giving people yeah. rides or it's mapping the road. It doesn't didn't look like that. Yeah. It looks like a normal car. Yeah, I noticed that we have a couple in town here that just do short routes and it's autonomous, but there's this person sitting up front, you know, doodling on a piece of paper or whatever, but they they're not doing anything and they're using it for a free taxi to kind of show proof of concept. But uh, yeah, it, you can you can see it a mile away. You know, it's it's something weird about it because it's it looks like it can't take a hit from a yeah. Yugo. You know, it looks dumb. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we have so I mean shit, and we have another EV company out here in uh, Maricopa, and I don't remember what it's called. But um, what do you think of the other EVs coming out, like the uh, the Rivian truck, and then uh, what's the what's the nice car that uh, Lucid. Lucid Air, yeah. Lucid is here. That's who it is. Lucid is the one down in Maricopa. But what do I think about the the Rivian and and and, I mean I don't I don't have a problem with it. Again, that's going back to me selling my car. It's like the writing's on the wall, that's the way the world is going. And and going back to the Ford F one fifty, is that the lightning? Like the like the Ford Lightning, is that what it is? Because I know the light I think the lightning's probably be Ford. I want to say a year ago, we'd mentioned on the show that they had just several billion or trillion dollars purchased to do a full EV grid. And at the time, the announcement was funny because Ford had no, had, had, they didn't announce any EV vehicles. So then it's all kind of making sense. Yeah, they're buying, they're bringing the infrastructure with it. Yep, they're bringing the infrastructure That's with smart. it. That's smart. I mean, you have to because, I mean, they, they're, I was watching the, CES thing today, and they're talking about, you know, by 2023, 90% of their vehicles are going to be, you know, EVs and all this other stuff. And I thought, wow, that, that's not that far away <laughs> to just all of a sudden abandon gas cars. So it'll be, it's going to be an interesting time. I, you know, I'll still be dumping dirty fuel in my 911 and enjoying my uh, weekend runs uh, long into the, hopefully into the future. You know, but maybe there'll be an electric car in the garage too. Yeah. 
I think that, and they've already started doing it. The electric crate motors. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing now too. What do you think about the hybrid cars? All the supercars going hybrid now. You know, I mean, it's hard to to beat the tech uh, that's getting you can't put beat in the tech. some of these. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think that you know people push back unless you're the one percent of the one percenters. Then you don't care. You want to buy the latest and greatest, and it's like. The Porsche, was it Taycan? Yeah. Like that thing. Everybody I know that test drove one of those and had a Tesla got rid of their Tesla for one of those. So whatever Porsche is doing, they're finally doing it the right way. And controversial take, I know that Elon Musk may have had a McLaren F1 that he wrecked, (laughs) but that doesn't make him a car person. And so I see Teslas as transportation but they're not designed by car people. And so no. Porsche are very much car people. And that's probably why the Porsche EV is, I mean, they're not, they're not going to make, you know, 600,000 of them. They're not the Toyota Camry of EV like Tesla is. I mean, it's an expensive no. Camry, but everybody has, one. everybody has one here, but I think yeah. companies are going to start, you know, challenging for the, with the hybrids. I mean, who, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who own these, but if I did, I doubt I would hear someone complaining that the LaFerrari just isn't it. Right. You know, you get to a certain point and it's like, this is it. Now, I know a guy who bought a 918 when they came out and he couldn't wait to get rid of it. And he loved his really? 458 and he said it was so much better of a car. But I don't know if it had to do with the tech or just the car. I don't know. Maybe it didn't feel like anything. Yeah. And I, I you know, from a, Porsche perspective too. I've been in new GT3s and GT3 RSs and stuff, and they're driver centric cars. So if you don't, if you don't push them to the limit, or you know, I mean, they're 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 okay basic cars. Uh, but a Ferrari, a friend of ours bought a Ferrari Lusso, and uh, but for driving that, and that thing is whew, amazing. But it's completely night and day different in German and Italian cars. So. I could see how somebody, if they were, they're leaning towards Ferrari, they usually, they're not feeling right. Porsche because it's just a different vibe. And this guy races cars too. So it's like, he's okay. looking for that, that certain feel. And if the car doesn't have oh, yeah. it, it doesn't have it. But yeah. Speaking of CES, speaking of the future, speaking of electronics, the news this week is this BMW iX flow concept with its, color changing panels and it's yeah have you seen this thing actually it popped up on my news feed um, yesterday and i saw a couple of youtube videos of it it's it's e-ink so um from a inexpensive tablet uh, that e-ink paper e-paper yeah um and so that's why it's going black and white but it, it's pretty cool that they got it dialed in i mean if you know, i've seen some videos where they were up close and it. They can actually put patterns and stuff on it. I'm surprised they didn't put a BMW logo on it, but oh, good it's, call. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could write whatever you want on it, but uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's a great concept. I don't, you know, who knows what that costs, but uh, well, um, man, would would that be great? Well, on CNN it says I think it was just show and tell. Uh, it says BMW has not yeah. announced any plans to bring this sort of technology to a production vehicle. Uh, I don't. Besides, just kind of cool. The sustainability. I mean, BMW is all already known for their shitty electronics. <laughs> but I don't yeah. want to be stuck on the side of the road with a color changing car. Right. But Just I think the front of it's gray and the back's black or something. 
Yeah, the vehicle itself, that's a hideous looking vehicle. Man, I'll tell you what, I anytime I looked at a new car, I always gave BMW a chance. I looked at M5, I looked at X6Ms, I looked at all types of stuff. And I always get something else. And I don't know why. It, it might be the dealership here in town just turns me off. But I, for some reason, for the price and just the headache, I just never ended up with one. And then they changed to those new grills that right. just look awful. It just reminds me of uh, Angry Birds or something. Like every time I see one of those cars, I just hear that. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, yeah. it just drives me nuts. Yeah, they, you know, that, you know, what? actually speaking of Angry Birds, the Ford GT back looks like the Angry Birds pig. And I love the, I love that car. I fucking love that car. But it does get the lights. Between the lights and the back, it looks just like when you'll never unsee it. What I can say is, I mean, the BMWs, like the, the late 2000s versions, like the 2017, 16, 15, those are sick. Yeah. I love the way those look. They had it dialed in for a while, and then kind of like Audi too. Audi had it dialed in for, for a, while, a while, and then they went, yep. and they went real geometric, and everybody was kind of like, "What?" And then now they kind of slowly pulling it back. But uh, yeah, yeah, they they but the new kidney grills, man, those are the big kidney. Yeah, I've always said every manufacturer seems to have five to eight years on top of the hill before somebody else overtakes them. Yeah, and I think Audi's reign really was. Back when I was going to school, so like 2008, 2007, 2008 to 2014, maybe. Yeah. BMW was good, yeah, then they were shit, and they're good. Now they're shit, right? And then Hyundai has come up. Yeah, Hyundai's coming up now, and yeah. uh, Mercedes had a run, too. Mercedes had some hot some hot cars uh, they did. come out for a while there. I'm you getting know, back to being ultra-smooth and futuristic, but... Lexus was hot, then they weren't. And now I think Lexus is getting back into kind of being hot. Slowly getting rid of that massive grill. Somebody just, they just been slowly making it smaller and smaller over the years. And now it's getting back to the point where it looks a little bit reasonable. Yeah. Well, that is a car news section. (laughs) Mr. Johnson, thank you for being part of the show today. Ah, yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. I've been a big fan and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what's uh, new on the horizon for you. I know it's bittersweet to see your car live on in Instagram land, but you know you can always uh, visit it whenever you need to since it's local. Yeah, what's funny is uh, this this person also bought he, he recently. So I did the video of the F12, the yellow one. Mm-hmm. He sold that and he bought a yellow uh, 488. So I have to go over there and, and basically do the same video. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, pretty sweet. I saw the, uh, the F12. Yeah, that, 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 I don't know how that person just dials it back like that after that. I mean, that's that's an Apex car. Well, he felt that it was an old man's car, mm. and it's definitely a mature. It's a mature exotic, which I'm right. I'm all about that. I'm all yeah, about yeah. the mature exotic. I don't need the the YouTuber McLaren loud, loud. or mm-hmm. you know the Aventador, which that's what he wants. He wants an Aventador. But you know, I, the F12, the way he had it with those wheels and tires and that that stance. Oh, I for Perfect. for a split second, I thought about buying it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see his take on Aventador. I've been in one. A good friend of mine had one for a couple of years, and I rode in it twice, and it's it's some awkward. 
angles in that car. But uh, amazing car, but uh, just not my take. All right, man. We'll get you on to, uh, for for a future Q and A segment this year. All right, man. Yeah, anytime, man. I appreciate it. Um, congrats on the uh, podcast blowing up, and um, like I said, I look forward to seeing what uh, what you're going to do next. Want to thank Dwayne for joining the show. I call him Fish. If you guys have been around me for a while and you've you've heard me mention Fish, that's Dwayne. And Fish comes from Jupiter Fish, which is one of his little private companies. It's called Fish. Although I started calling him Caviar, Caviar Johnson, instead of Fish Johnson, because he's always into the finer things in life. Like he would introduce me to brands I'd never even heard of. He kind of dresses winter grungy, not really hobo-ish, but the sweater that he's wearing might be like a $400 sweater, although it looks like a $30 sweater, but it's not. Caviar Johnson. He and I, we have the same dog, so you always hear Izzy at the end of my podcast, and he has a dog named Lucy. So Lucy and Izzy came from the same parents two years apart. So Lucy is two years older than Izzy. Izzy turns 14 on January the 11th tomorrow. You guys have seen Izzy. But Lucy having some health issues as well. But yeah, that was always kind of the connection. Dwayne got his dog first. I started asking him questions about Lucy, a little hyperallergenic Yorkie poo. We bought Izzy two years later. Dwayne bought his Porsche. I bought my NSX a couple months later. We were just tight like that. We are tight like that. Coming up on the next episode, we're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick's Netflix series in black and white. That is the society and culture portion of this podcast. If there's time, a little bit of cars. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the podcast or go tell a friend. Come back next week, as I said. The show's going to be something different. I want to thank Wright Honda and Wright Toyota Scottsdale, Arizona, Four Wheel Online, and Cell Shop Wireless Services. Also, Patreon business supporter, Cool Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, you can join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. In fact, the last episode with Ben of Gears and Gasoline, yeah, I uploaded the 13 minute clip that you didn't hear on the regular podcast it was such an amazing episode that was in fact it had the most downloads out of any episode I've ever dropped I want to thank Mark Stolman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos Richard Graves and Byron Jones and Bo Jung for being patrons if you have any questions or comments for the show email hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com you can follow me on Instagram at jfinning that's j-h-a-e-p-f-e-n-n-i-n-g or jtravels j-h-a-e underscore travels Jay Finning is more of the car stuff and podcast stuff. Don't forget to join Hard Parking Violations Facebook group. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Let's get to 1,000 this year for 2022. That'll be my goal for YouTube. 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 viewing hours. That is YouTube.com Hard Parking Podcast. You can also reach it on Hard Parking Media. I can't grow unless you tell the world how good the show is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. We'll talk next week about... Everyone's favorite American, Colin Kaepernick. A beater. Shut up!